Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by High Desert Counseling, Rise Up Supplements, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. Welcome, everybody, to We Do Recover. I'm your host of this thing, Jared Miller. And today we are cruising at a beautiful, steady altitude of 121 podcasts so far. Sean, can you believe it's, but seriously though, can you believe it's been 121? That's, this might be the most consistent thing I've ever done in my entire life. Oh man, I had complete faith in you, man. Day you walked in, I'm like, we're hitting a thousand. No problem. He's, he's lying. Lies. All lies. So 121, that's more times than I have ordered coffee black at the cafe. And listen, folks, those were some dark times. Come on. Where's the love for the dad jokes, Denovan? <laughs> that was that joke was so bad it needed to be roasted. Oh, I love it. I love when he joins in. All right, so I'm also not just the host of this thing. I am a person in long-term recovery. I am a substance abuse counselor, which listen, doing a podcast with 121 episodes and being a substance abuse counselor, uh I've I've heard and seen more pl- plot twists than an entire season of Game of Thrones everybody, so uh, however, the consistent message throughout all of that is we we do recover, right? Like we can get our lives back on track. There's been some crazy stories on this podcast. Uh, again, today's 121 of them. If you haven't listened to any of the previous ones, welcome. I would strongly advise you to go back and listen. There's some incredible stories, uh, people that are very vulnerable and sharing from the heart. The point of this podcast is to start some conversations move some people in maybe the direction of being able to have these conversations to get people that need help, help. So whether you're a person recover yourself, whether you're a family member, whether you're somebody that just stumbled on to, we do recover with Jared Miller. Welcome. There's some information and education on this podcast. Uh, the biggest thing I want, you're a part of it now, right? You're part of the narrative of this, the narrative of this podcast that yes, life can be tough, but together we do recover. So fasten your seatbelts. Let's jump into episode 121. I've kept her on ice long enough. Today I have a special guest for you guys, Chantel Van Leuven. Nailed it. Uh, she is the founder of the Shannon J Scholarship Nonprofit Foundation that basically, well, let me hurt. Let me, let me let her talk about it. So first of all, Chantel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Yeah. How was your drive down? It was beautiful. So for those people that aren't familiar with you, you live in Ogden. Ogden, Utah, which is the other end of the state from where we're currently Mm -hmm. sitting today. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about the Shannon J Scholarship Foundation. Like, what does it do? What is the purpose of it? So I started the organization for my brother um, and for adults that want to go to treatment. If you don't have insurance or a lot of money, (laughs) um, there's not a lot of options. So when I lost my brother, um, in his memory, we started the organization and for those adults that want that help, but they can't afford it on their own, we provide scholarships to help them get the help that they def- definitely need. So much there. And we're going to dive into it. I got to leave a little teaser, right? We're coming back to that folks. We are coming back to that. Uh, before that though, episode 121 is brought to us by our sponsors. High Desert Counseling. High Desert Counseling is a progressive substance abuse treatment facility with a practical approach. They offer day treatment, morning and evening IOP, continuation of care, and Prime for Life programs. Check out their website at highdesert.help or call them at 435-673-2899. Again, real quick, that's 435-673-2899. Their facilities are located in St. George and Cedar City, Utah. Episode 121 is also brought to us by Rise Up Supplements. Rise Up Supplements is a nootropic line aimed at optimizing brain function and supporting mental health. Both really good things, right? Let's optimize our brains. Let's support some mental health. They offer two powerful blends. The first blend is Mindful Mood. It helps decrease anxiety and enhance mood. The second blend is Mind Shift. It helps increase focus and optimize brain function. Place your order today at riseupsubs.com. Once again, that's R-I-S-E-U-P-S, U-P-S dot C-O-M. At checkout, punch in promo code, all caps, podcast 20 to save yourself 20% off your uh, entire purchase. Podcast listeners only. 
It's kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump back into this. So we have uh, Chantel here with us. For, let's just start here. Chantel, tell us a little bit about you. About me? Yeah, a little bit about mm-hmm. you. I know that you wear many hats. Yes. One of those hats is the organization, the Shannon J Scholarship Foundation, which we've introduced. But what else? Well, I'm a mom. I have three great kids and a soon-to-be daughter-in-law and a grandbaby. Congratulations. So, thank you. Yeah. Um, and I work at, don't hate me, but I do work at IRS. <laughs> I'm one of the good guys. <laughs> and uh, a lot of service work in our family. So that cool. keeps us really busy. Cool. Is there like a good side of the IRS? Is that way? You know, like, it, does the IRS ever just show up with, like, happy notes or happy messages? Oh, yeah. Yeah? You're we doing have, incredible. Keep yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> Daily positive posts, I'm sure. Yes. Cool. You're a busy lady. Yeah. It keeps yeah. me out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. That's fantastic. So let's move into kind of our next segment. We call it New and Goods. Practice some positive psychology. Uh, there may be some upcoming events that you want to share with our listeners? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's dive into that. Tell us a little bit about talent in the park. So it's the highlight of our year. Um, it's held at the Ogden amphitheater. It's going to be on June 3rd and it's live music all day long. We have a lot of guest appearances, Taekwondo demonstrations. We have a golden Eagle that comes every year. So there's a little bit for everyone. I love it. That's June 3rd Ogden amphitheater. Mm -hmm. Gates open at noon. 11. 11. Yep. Thank you. Gates open at 11. If individuals listening want to get tickets ahead of time, is that possible or do they need to show up the day of the event? Uh, We do wristbands day of the event. Okay, perfect. So if you're planning on, that's a Saturday. It's coming up very soon, like what, 16 days away? 15 days away? 15 days. Yeah, it's coming (laughs) quick. It is. Uh, Definitely follow them. You can go to your social media. And type in, uh, is it Shannon J Scholarship, AKA S J S. And on there, they have the event. You can mark that you're going to it, put a little reminder in your calendar. Last year was fun. It was. So last year I, Chantel contacted me and she asked if I would come and help MC with big Buddha, which was super cool. Mm -hmm. It was very intimidating. (laughs) It was, I'm not going to make this about me, but like those kids doing karate, that was incredible. Mm Mm-hmm. Like my back hurt just watching them jump 10 feet in the air and bust a board in half with their foot. Proud mom moment. My daughter was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) They also did like some sword fighting stuff. Mm -hmm. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That was. And then the birds. Yes. That was incredible. So from my point of view with the birds, uh, you can't hold a microphone and talk about the birds while you're working with an eagle. Those things are Mm -hmm. big and heavy. And I had this moment where my shoulder started to get a little tired from holding the microphone. And then I look over and she's got this ginormous bird that she's holding. And I thought, man, what a wimp. If I can't <laughs> hold this microphone and this lady's standing here talking, you know what I mean? For a minute about these birds, whew, I need to do some more endurance training. You know. <laughs> Anyways, it's a fun event. Um, do you, do we want to maybe talk about some of the people that are going to be at the event? Absolutely. Cause it wouldn't be possible without like the, right. The, the, I don't know. Are they sponsors, vendors? Talk to me a little bit about that. So we do have a lot of retail vendors that will be selling merchandise. And then we have a lot of, um, treatment centers and recovery related entities that come down, uh, hand out information, show support. And then of course, yes, we do have some sponsors, um, Jones Shirts and Signs, they provide all of our t-shirts. Our sweet swag. <laughs> so if you're watching the video version of this, uh, thank you, Sean. Worthy of love. Is that the theme this year? Yes. And that also sounds like a lyric from a dude I know. From two. 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 Yes. Dose dudes that mm-hmm. I know. Yes. Man, it's hard running on one brain cell some <laughs> days. You know what I mean? Like the struggle's real. So two guys that I know, Worthy of Love. We're talking Joe Nestor and oh, Kalichi. Yeah. They collaborated, did a song together. I'm starting to put all the pieces together, Chantel. <laughs> it's starting to formulate. Cool. I'm excited about it. Do we want to give any other shout outs? Let people know who's going to be there. I know that we have a list of them. Yep. So we've got Worship from Genesis Project and then uh, Bryce, Rapt Recovery, Whitney Lust. So these are the performers. Yes. Awesome. 
And then, um, of course, our Golden Eagle will be there, Dixon Hayes, MOD Taekwondo, and our two guys, uh, Joan Esther and Kalichi. Yes. I also have to say Whitney Lusk. I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Please correct me if I pronounce these names wrong. It's Whitney Lusk, right? Yes. She has an incredible voice. She does. Like, She's amazing. I I was somewhat familiar with a lot of the performers last year. Um, I totally botched the name of Miss Utah. Hopefully it's <laughs> not the same gal because I, I, if it is, I owe her an apology for getting her <laughs> name wrong. Um, anyways, again, I'm making this about me. Whitney, when I heard her, so I'm backstage just kind of, you know, who's next and what vendors mm -hmm. are we calling out and game planning. And, and I can remember when she came on, I was like, oh my gosh, she had, even my wife said like, who was that girl? Like she mm -hmm. is incredible. So and super she's just cool. this little tiny thing, right? But tiny she's little got cowgirl big looking. Voice, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. I, as we're talking about it, I'm just getting so excited for this event. Okay, we also have some. Of, do we want the treatment centers that are participating in it? Yeah, sure. All right, hang with me, folks, while I shuffle around some papers. Okay, there's our vendor list. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay, information booths. We have Keystone. We have Soar. We have Beacon. We have Recovering Addict. We have High Desert Counseling, one of our sponsors. Uh, Pavilion Integrated Recovery. Hope to Hope on Tap. Sassen House. Man, if I I'm, mm -hmm. I might be botching some of these. Future forgiveness, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I did a lot of drugs back in the day. Okay, yeah. Women's Retreat House, Beacon House, uh, Rise Ridge Recovery, Sober Riders. Uh, Alano Club, Weber Human Services, have some background with them. Uh, Beacon Recovery is on here again. There's like three different Beacon Recoveries, mm -hmm. apparently. Beacon Recovery, Beacon Recovery House, and then a different Beacon Recovery. Mm -hmm. All the Beacons. The whole Beacons are going to be there, everybody. <laughs> uh, Pivotal Point, um, Tug to Recovery, we have a NA Representative, Recovery Cafe, Addiction Recovery, USARA. I'm familiar with USARA. Love those guys. Davis Behavioral Health. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. That was the treatment center that I attended. Ogden Regional. Done a couple detoxes there. Cool to see them. Um, Infinite Arches. Sweet. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people coming together. Have you ever, I'm just kind of free willy-nilly in this here. Have you ever like had people come to the event who like needs help? Like, so for most people, they're coming for entertainment. Right. Have you had people come up and like use these vendors and use these resources? Absolutely. And um, it's very powerful um, when you're able to, when somebody walks up and says, I need help, to be able to bring them in and take them directly to somebody instead of saying, here, call this number, here, call this number. Yeah, get to be able to get them face to face. Yeah, yeah, let's humanize them a little bit, right? Yeah. That's so cool. That's awesome. Awesome. And then I saw on social media, uh, we've got like, Spider-Man coming and like Thor and so, like, is the whole Avenger team going to be there? We have, I work with an amazing company um, and she coordinates getting all of the guests that are coming for the kids. Um, Elsa, Anna, Tinkerbell. And then of course we've got some Star Wars, Spider-Man, like you said. So it's going to be awesome. That'll be fun for the kids. Yes. Right. That'll, listen, if you got a family, you don't got an excuse because there's plenty of stuff for them little kids be running around doing, yep. chasing down Spider-Man and yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm excited. There was also face painting. Yes. Cause yep. like that was also something I thought was super cool. I'm like, this is like a concert, a carnival, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what is it called where you dress up and you go to these uh, like mythical family reunion. <laughs> well, yeah, it could be that too. Comic-Con, right? It was yeah. also like a, like a Comic-Con like, man, it's, it's like, uh, you take the best, best things in life and you put them in a bowl and you mix them up and town in the park, baby. Yep. And you're raising money for a good organization. Okay, man. I don't know. Maybe I've had too much coffee this morning. Maybe I got <laughs> too many black coffees this morning. Those were dark times folks. Okay. Just kidding. Now I'm going to have a bunch of haters that hate me because I drink. Thank you. Thank you. Coffee with creamer and sugar. Here we go. Let's rock and roll. Let's jump right into, um, can you share the story behind the name Shannon J scholarship foundation and, and what's its significance to you? Like you started this nonprofit. Let's get the backstory. So Shannon J, um, is my big brother. Okay. Um, he, he was always a fighter. 
He struggled with addiction. Fighter as in like MMA, boxing? Okay, fighter in life. Yep. Um, He fought addiction, um, uh, in and out of prison, always being the protector of me and my sister. And um, in 2012, uh, he finally finally admitted he had a problem and needed some help. Mm. And um, if you don't mind, I'll share what he sent me. Absolutely. Okay. That would be fantastic. So he sent me a text and little did I know that this text was going to change everything. Mm. Um, he said, no, but yes, I'm ready to take that walk. You know, the hardest walk or choice anyone can make my spirit. Mine broke hurt, ready to give up on people and myself. Nobody cares about nothing but feeding the beast addiction. I'm hurting bad, not just for me, but the ones I love and I care about. The beast got me again. I've almost died three times in the last year, two from the drugs and once from a wreck. I don't want a number four. And when Shannon sent me that text, I replied back and I told him, if you really want the help, Shannon, I will do everything in my power to get you that help. And I started calling around to different treatment centers. Um, At that point in time, he didn't have insurance or a nest egg. $30,000 <laughs> yeah. in cash laying around? Yep. Holy cow, that's surprising. Yeah. Like so I, a ton of, I think, active addiction people have just $30,000 cash laying around, don't they? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sean? Where's my sound effects, buddy? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And listen, to, to I'm trying to make a little bit, you know, of a joke here, but that's a serious issue. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot of people have either the insurance because when we're in active addiction, we typically aren't, uh, reliable employees. So, or the, the finances, frankly, to be able to get help, the help that they really need, Mm -hmm. man. So I was able to find a, a local treatment center, um, amazing organization, Valley camp. And, um, they did have a waiting list. So we got him on the waiting list. He stayed at my mom's and was detoxing off heroin. Mm. And, uh, on January 14th, I got a phone call, um, that he had wrecked his car DUI and he was killed on the scene. Um, the promise that I had made my brother kept ringing in my head and I ended up kind of going into a dark depression. Um, I mean, it was my big brother. I didn't know what I was going to do without him. Understandably. And so I ended up calling and talking to the president of Valley Camp at the time. And we probably spent two hours on the phone talking about the different needs and the lack of resources. And the conversation led to an idea um, that turned into what SJS is today. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. So you're basically trying to be part of the solution to a problem that your loved one had and you realized that there was a gap there. There was a need. Mm-hmm. So the Shannon J scholarship foundation was based upon your brother when he was waiting to get in. Like how long was the list? How long do people typically at that time, how long would they have to, to wait to get into Valley camp? And is it because they didn't have the funding? Is it because does that make sense? Um, well, there's a lot of people that want help. And so they have an over, a, right. a large number so of people, right. They beds. can only take so many beds. Right. And, um, I've learned through this journey to trust God's will. Um, when Shannon first passed away, I was angry, mm. but now looking in hindsight, um, there's so many things that have happened because of Shannon's decision that day. My sister, as we were talking before, you know, she's nine months sober now. And it's because of the connections that, and the friendships that I've made that I was able to get her directly into a treatment center. Yeah. Right. So that's incredible. I love when people take, you know, their, their pain and they turn it into a passion. It sounds really like that's basically, you know, a hundred percent of what you've done. Um, it also reminds me, uh, uh, of Susan Peterson. She lost her, her son. Uh, if Sean can throw up that event poster again. So June 3rd is talent in the park up in the Ogden amphitheater. 
June 4th is a recovery concert that we're fundraising for, for the sobriety foundation. Um, and your story reminds me a lot of Susan's, right? She lost a son and man, when you can take that pain and you turn it into a passion, that's incredible. Like hair on fire, breathing, you know what I mean? Spitting nails. That's incredible. So thank you, Sean. I appreciate you showing that on there. Please, everybody, please go out and support these events. Like they come from a place that are near and dear to people's hearts. There's definitely a need in the community. Um, man, I hope we can just pack these events out, right? Because the people that help sponsor it really pay for the advertisement and getting it going where the, the proceeds and where the fundraising comes from is ticket sales and people's attendance. So that's why we've been pushing it. And again, please, if I, if I could ask anything from June 3rd, June 4th, if you live at the top of Utah or you live at the bottom of Utah, make it out to one of these events. It's going to be fantastic. Yes. Uh, if anything, you can just come laugh at me <laughs> because I'm going to be emceeing both of them. And you know, I'm a big dork on this thing. So, okay. So you start the nonprofit, you have this fire, this passion, this pain that you've turned into a passion. What were some of the challenges that you had starting a nonprofit? Cause I know like you have to do a committee, right? There has to be more than, um, and why a nonprofit? Like let's get to the nuts and bolts about what did it really look like? What were the things that you had to overcome the challenges and is, was the nonprofit the best way to go for what your purpose or passion was? So don't laugh at me. Okay. First thing I did was went out and bought the book, Nonprofits for Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I just said I wouldn't laugh at you. Okay. But um, setting up the organization, it we definitely had angels on our side because it ran so smooth. I had a list of attorneys I was going to go talk to. The first one I walked in, he was on board. And he ended up actually coming to my first board meeting and talking to my board on his own time. And really, very rarely do we meet somebody that hasn't been affected by this. And so everybody I talked to, it became a passion sure, and a way for them to get involved. Yes. Maybe their son or their family member wasn't ready for that help, but it gave them something to do to feel productive. Yeah. And so the Yes, we pay for recovery and we pay for treatment, but it also gives us family members or normies yep, yep. <laughs> um, a way to get involved and make a difference. And hopefully when their family member's ready, it's readily available. Absolutely. Footnote, a normie known as, <laughs> AKA, a family member of an individual that has a substance use problem, substance abuse problem, right? We go, or basically people that can drink like normal, you know, uh, those people baffle me. It's incredible. <laughs> like, how could you just have one glass of wine with dinner? Like where's the rest of the bottle and the bottle after that? I, maybe my brain's broke, but yeah, those the first people, time I those, was like, what did you call me? I've been those, called a lot of things, but never normal. <laughs> you are a normie. You guys do exist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. You know, and I also think that oftentimes I tell individuals, so working as a counselor, I tell individuals all the time when, when they have resentments and, you know, negative interactions with family members, you know, the whole, like I've been, I've been to rehab for 30 days. I'm fixed. Let's forget about the past and move forward. Your loved one still has those hurts. Your loved one still has those, oh man, the history, the wreckage that we cause. And I, I said, we, right? Because I'm in that category during our active addiction. And so it makes sense to me that individuals would be supportive and wanting to jump on something like the Shannon J scholarship foundation, because it allows like a community for them to be around other family members of people who have dealt with this, that know what it looks like and how together you can do something that you wouldn't be able to do alone. Mm -hmm. Right. Connection with other people, community resources. We were kind of talking as we were on our way over here. I picked you up from the Hilton, which we're going to get to that sponsorship <laughs> in the next go around. But it was it was cool that you pointed out to me, you know, that there is that need for community. There is that need for connection for more than just the person in active addiction. You can't go to your coworkers all the time. You can't go to your neighbor all the time. You can't go to your religious affiliations all the time and talk about this openly because there's a little bit of a stigma out there, like it or not. And so this creates a community and environment where you can come and be around people that are familiar and feel comfortable to share yeah. these things. 
And when we share these things, we can heal from these things. Yes. Yeah. Would you agree? Absolutely. So when I was first, the thought of SJS, I came across a, a quote and it said, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Well, this has been awesome so far in episode 121. We're going to have a short little break here, collect our thoughts, game plan for the next thir- the next 25 minutes. We'll see you in a sec. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover <laughs> with Jared Miller. Brought to you by High Desert Counseling, Rice of Supplements, and the Hilton Garden Inn. And... High Desert Counseling is an adult outpatient substance abuse treatment facility. We offer multiple services, including day treatment, morning and evening intensive outpatient services, continuing care, and Prime for Life. What makes us different is our emphasis on gathering all of the information before enrollment. We do this by offering a thorough evaluation by a credentialed professional. Once we have committed to you and you have committed to us, don't worry, insurance will not dictate your treatment. Lastly, the pretzel effect. We are a brief intervention where we connect our clients to community, mental health, and medical professionals to help maintain recovery for life after treatment. At High Desert Counseling, we strive to be the bridge from active addiction to recovery, community, and connection. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by High Desert Counseling, Rise Up Supplements, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. Hey, and we're back after that short little sponsorship mention from High Desert Counseling. We really appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. Some of you may have heard a little, uh, if you're watching the live version of this, a little peek underneath the hood. We were doing a little mm-hmm. game planning. Mics were hot. Sean was a little distracted over there. You good guy? Yeah. Just just running in and out of the room. Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But he comes back in and he says, oh, man, mics were hot, man. Yeah, that, that got recorded. <laughs> so you're welcome. There you go. There's a peek underneath the hood. So, so far we have... Uh, Chantel here, she's talking about the Shannon J. Scholarship Foundation. She left us on a beautiful quote. Can you get that quote one more time? The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So much good stuff, especially around that. Like even the people that are family members of individuals who have had this challenge in their life need a community, need a connection, need resources. The more that we can become aware have these conversations, the more we opportunities that we have to help those that we love Mm -hmm. that this is a a struggle for. So welcome back to episode 121. All right. Episode, uh, man, here we go again. 121 is brought to us by the Hilton Garden Inn. It is always sunny and bright at the Hilton Garden Inn. If you or a loved one is traveling through Southern Utah, give them a Google search. Just type in Hilton Garden Inn in St. George, Utah. They have amazing amenities. Staff's always great. Uh, Chantel, you can speak on this. How was it checking in last night? It was fantastic. She was very friendly. They have amazing coffee in the morning. <laughs> yes, yes. Maybe that should be the title of this podcast. Uh, this podcast episode is Things About Coffee. Apparently, we're on a coffee kick. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate the Hilton Garden in sponsoring this uh, this podcast. Okay. Thank you for sharing about your brother. Uh, I mean, Shannon sounds like you is an incredible guy. And I think oftentimes, if you have a loved one that struggles with with addiction, you know what she meant when she said he's a fighter. Mm-hmm. It, this is a disease of the brain. It's a disease of, disease of choice, right? Kevin McCauley educates on that. It's a disease of choice. But at some point, the choice is no longer there. That's what we refer to as powerlessness. One is too many and a thousand is never enough. Our brain becomes hijacked. And even though it doesn't deserve this priority, it makes it to the highest priority on our list, which basically to the, the person suffering, the story they're telling themselves is, if I don't get this substance, I'm going to die, which is irrational, but that's why it's a disease because our brains are hijacked. So, man, thank you. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you sharing that. Okay, so we've gone over kind of the, some of the struggles. Was there any other like struggles? It's kind of cool that you said that there were angels that were involved. In other words, like when you'd go to people, 
you didn't get too many people slamming doors in your face. You didn't get a whole lot of no's. No. Anything else that pops out at you that was difficult about uh, forming a, a nonprofit organization? No, not really. Like I said, it, it ran so smooth. I think it, when you're on the right path, things just fall into place. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I dig that. So you raise money, you help individuals get into treatment centers. I know you mentioned Valley Camp. That's one of the places. Um, if I'm listening to this and I'm one of those individuals who's either A, in active addiction and wanting to get out, needing help, or B, the family member of somebody suffering, how do I apply for one of those scholarships to be able to help get treatment? So we do have a website. Um, my number's not a secret. Uh, you can call me directly and I can give you resources, phone numbers, places you can call, but you can also go on the website and there's an apply now tab and you fill out the application. It goes right into my email and then you just need to give me a call. Beautiful. I love that, man. That's, that's a, a great resource. Okay. So far you've been doing this since what year? 2012. 2012. Mm -hmm. We just That's formulated beautiful. So since 2012, how many scholarship recipients have there been? So I stopped counting years ago, but we've definitely, I've been able to fulfill my promise to my brother over 3,000 times. Wow. Um, this year so far, um, we've had 33 scholarships. In 2023? Yes. As in, as of, we're in May, right? May 19th yep. of 2023, 33 already. That's incredible. That's super cool. That's 33 humans that got the opportunity to do something different with their lives. Yep. That's amazing. Okay. So go to that website again, give it to them. Shannonjscholarship.org. Beautiful. I'm glad you're here helping mm -hmm. me out with this. I got a lot going on in my, in my mind. So of those over 3000 recipients and of those 33, people love stories, Chantel, you know, like we all love mm -hmm. a good story is that without breaking anybody's anonymity, uh, we can call them either John or Sue, I guess. Is there any significant scholarship recipients that stand out to you? There are many. Um, one of my current, actually my vice president is one of our first recipients that we had. On your board, the vice yes. president on your board. Yep. Really? And she is amazing. And then we ended up forming the committee um, because we had a lot of people that we had helped that wanted to get back. So now we have our board of directors and a fundraiser committee. So it's nice. constant growing. So it almost becomes, which you talked to me about this the first time I went and emceed, you know, the town in the park. It really does just become like a family thing. Oh, absolutely. We are the SJS family. And once you're <laughs> in, we don't let you go. <laughs> I love it. That's cool. Cause it, again, back to the whole sense of community and connection and all the things that are very important with what we deal with. So a lot of the people that have been scholarship recipients in the past come back and are of service to the, the foundation today. Yes. That's incredible. That's incredible. Any other details around stories of individuals? Well, because we're talking, some of these people are like homeless. Yes. Down on the streets of Ogden or on the streets of a city nearby Ogden, Utah, mm -hmm. right down and out. They don't have, you know, I'm sure a lot of the applicants that apply have like caseworkers that work at homeless shelters to try to get them help. I've worked at a homeless shelter like that before. Switch point here in St. George, Utah. I was a intake coordinator for, uh, you know, a small Medicaid facility. And oftentimes, right, it starts with a case manager. It starts with somebody that sees that they need help, asks them if they're willing to get help and then follows through with it because these people don't have laptops to log on to the, mm -hmm. the website. Yep. Okay. And I'm, I'm always willing to talk about SJS. <laughs> I have people at work um, that will, it's no secret what I do at my job. So I do have people come and talk to me at work. I have, you know, friends of families and that will reach out. Um, a lot of it's word of mouth. You know, you should call this number. And I'm the same way. Hey, you should call this number. It's the networking and building the relationships between the resources that make it possible to be able to give them information right away instead of, oh, yeah. you know, that's, I love that. Here's the thing that I found, and this is just my experience, but working in this field, there are some people that treat individuals or patients like, like property, 
You know what I mean? Like, like it's the share, it's the limited resource mentality. And what I've found is the places that do it right are more than willing to, to give referrals, help each other out, right? Like what is in the best interest of the patient or the client? And I, I can speak to this with you. You had Joe Nestor and Kalichi come into town in the park and I called you and I was like, Hey, we would love to get those guys, you know, in Southern Utah the next day. And a lot of people, you remember that phone call? I do. I was genuinely nervous because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want her to feel like I'm stepping on toes. I don't want to take away from the event that they're doing up there all the way in Northern Utah. And I, it really showed me the kindness of your heart and the quality of the person that you were when you were like, yeah, absolutely. How can I help out? How can we make this a, a networking thing? Mm-hmm. Right. So instead of a me, it was a we thing. Yep. And that was beautiful. And I just on air, I wanted to share mm-hmm. my gratitude for that. That was incredible. It speaks volumes to, to the type of person you are. Obviously, you're very passionate about your organization, but also mm-hmm. willing to, you know, be a good partner and part of the community and help out. So, yeah, it's incredible. Okay. It's a village. <laughs> it really does, right? It really does. So I had some I had some questions on here, and, and if they're a little too goofy, that's okay, but I just kind of wanted to spice things up. Um, this first one, let's go here. If you were to pick a celebrity to be the ambassador of the Shannon J. Scholarship Foundation, who would it be and why? I've thought about that question a lot this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, there's so many celebrities that have come out and shared their experience um, and their journey in recovery. I mean, I could pick Tim McGraw, um, Eminem, you know, there's just a lot... And then there's the influential people like Oprah or at this point, whoever's meant to be will fall in our lap got because it. there's Bon Jovi. You know, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He's got his uh, kitchen that he has for homeless people. And yeah, so there's just there's a lot of people that have big hearts. And so I could I couldn't narrow it down to just one. Hey, that's a fair, that's a fair answer. And I also was thinking, you know, we already kind of have some ambassadors, right? Like you, you have, you know, the Joe Nesters and the mm-hmm. Caliches and, um, last year the there was, Millers. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm just a dude trying to stay clean one day at a time. Um, who else was there last year? I'm trying to think of, uh, some of the performers, the brothers, the, oh man. Wayne Hoskins band. Wayne Hoskins band. Mm-hmm. They have been. They're not brothers. I don't know why. No. They, okay. Thank you. This is actually the very first year that their scheduling didn't allow them to come, but they have been behind SJS 100% since day one. Yeah. 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 Super cool. Super cool. Okay. So talk to us about what other events does SJS do as fundraisers? I know I went up to a bingo thing, mm-hmm. Chili and Bingo. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was super. <laughs> I was sitting next to a guy. Oh man. He was he was hilarious. Like I'm going to get him on the podcast. I talked to him, you know, successful guy. He's been in recovery for years, owns his own construction business. Uh, the dude just is like <laughs> through and through recovery. Right. Um, and he was just cracking me up. He's like, man, it's amazing how these, these fundraisers are ran by a bunch of recovering mm-hmm. addicts and alcoholics. And yet look at us all loving each yeah. other. And you know, it was just, it was cool. It was fun. Um, I didn't win anything in bingo. How did you not win? You didn't <laughs> stay long enough, Jared. I know. That's we were like playing it. until people, everybody, we tried to get everybody out with that door with the prize. There was, there there was, was like five tables full of stuff. Yes. Yeah. I just, it was, it was a cool experience. So what other events do you guys have that you do on an annual basis? So we do the bingo and chili cook off twice a year and then talent in the park. Of course, that's our staple. And then we'll do random dinner and meetings. We'll do dances. The sky's the limit. <laughs> Got you. You just kind of roll them out as you yep. as they come to you. Yep. And I'm sure with a lot of people, you know, all the the people on your council and the people behind SJS, I'm sure ideas pop up all the time. Mm-hmm. Would you say Talent in the Park is like your main staple, though? It's like your biggest event of the year. Oh yeah, I start working on Talent in the Park in January. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I remember last year you were running around like with your hair on fire, girl. You are you. <laughs> The day of the event, you're locked in, game face on, rocking and rolling. I have an amazing team that keep me <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm excited for this year. Okay. So as far as, I don't like any, any kind of, you spoke about collaboration, right, with other people. Are there like main partnerships or main organizations that are, 
somewhat tied to this recovery network that, that you work a lot with? There is. Um, Valley Camp, Women's Retreat. We tend to work more with the smaller treatment centers. Um, all of our funding comes from fundraisers and private donation. So typically we do per recipient about $500. Um, depending on the treatment center, that can cover a full 30 days. Um, other treatment centers, it's a little piece of the pie. And then hopefully they can get more people on board to help them with that funding as well. But we're willing to work with any treatment center. We just started working with um, two new ones this year that we're excited to join that partnership with. And uh, there's no one in particular, really. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, I was I was talking with um, some like friends b- before you came on this week about SJS. And one of the things I think everybody just assumes that. You know, which is probably a safe assumption. You know, if you're down and out, if you're, you know, in a place where you can't financially afford it, you can get on state assisted Medicaid mm-hmm. and get into a, uh, several different facilities. I know like when I went to Davis Behavioral Health, um, Weber Human Resources, there's a lot of them out there that take Medicaid, uh, you know, Medicaid for insurance. Some of those places, though, that a lot of people don't know is you have to pay like $500 in addition or a thousand dollars. They used to call it room and board. They've gotten away from calling it room and board now, but it's, it's basically like, yes, we'll take Medicaid, but you also have to come up with a certain amount first. Mm -hmm. So that's where SJS can step in, Yep. put up that $500 or, you know, however much it is to, to really help them get into a place like that, which I don't think a lot of people know of, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't think people connect the two, um, which, which is why it's good to talk about it. Yep. There are plenty of programs out there. Just you got to have the resources and be able to make the phone calls and and get people in. Okay. What about uh, the support? Like over the years, I know at one point you had uh, Fox 13 news, big Uh Buddha. They did a lot of coverage on town in the park and the Shannon J scholarship foundation. What is, what's the engagement kind of been like in any type of specific events that you can look back on and go like, Holy cow, like this blew my mind or this was an incredible you know, showing up or showing love from the community? Pretty much every event SJS does. We have a huge support system um, from the recovery community and the fellowship in the Ogden and surrounding areas. And there's people that I know I will see at every single event. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I think that uh, like, as you look back, those, those are the people that have that emotional tie, right? Like mm-hmm. we were talking earlier, like this is definitely hits home for some people a lot harder than others. So cool. So we've kind of gone over the scholarship details. Um, man. Okay. Let's get into a little personal question here. So beyond your work with the foundation, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? How do you find like, you know what I mean? Time for life, girl. What's, what's that look like? Cause you're a hard worker. Well, service work is in our family. My husband's the president of Valley Camp. Um, that was a surprise that came along with SJS. <laughs> that, that's how you guys met? Yes. Oh, wow. He, was he the guy that you called originally to help get to get your brother Shannon in? No. Oh, okay. Nope. I was going to say, that's crazy how that worked. Nope. He actually came and volunteered with a SJS recipient at one of our events. Um, his best friend was on our committee and said, hey, you should come try do some service work. And so he went and I, at that point I learned that he had a truck. And when I moved back to Utah, <laughs> I needed somebody with a truck. So I called him up and I tell him all the time, I'm like, make sure you tell your sponsees to be careful what you do for service work. You might end up with a wife. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a, oh man, that's too funny. How long have you guys been married? Let's see. Going on six years. Cool. Cool. No, four years, but we've been together for about six. Right. I get that confused all the time when people ask me how how long me and Mandy have been married. I'm like, wait a minute. We were together for a hot minute before we got married. So cool. Cool. So you've known him for six years, been married for four. Mm -hmm. So he, that's a place that doesn't get talked about enough. And I don't, maybe we could have him come on in a future episode and talk about Valley Camp. For those people that have never heard of Valley Camp, do you mind if we just mention a little bit about it? Um, Sure. <laughs> so it's in Northern Utah as well. Yes. Okay. And I know it's up by some cool skiing places. 
Yeah, it so used to be called Nordic. Then it, is it like Bear something now, the cool. ski resort? See, that's why I'm not the one to talk about because I don't know <laughs> what's around it. It's beautiful mountain. Yeah, it's in like beautiful. Freedom, Utah or something like Liberty. that. Right? Liberty. Mm-hmm. Liberty. Liberty, Utah. Cool. Okay, so that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You got a husband from this whole thing? Yeah. So what what kind of activities do you typically do outside of your work stuff, your foundation stuff? Mm-hmm. I know that you guys, I might stalk you on social media. You're very big into going outdoorsy, right? Yes, we love to go camping. Um, we love to travel. So Cool. I love it. Do you feel like working with this? Now I'm going to, let's touch back on, you know, some of the emotional connection. Do you feel like through working through the foundation, like what are some of the things that you feel? Cause you said that you've carried on that promise that you made to your brother. So I guess in what ways do you feel like this has really helped you heal? Right. Because that had to be a significant loss in your life. It was, um, being able to watch the transformation, um, when we first meet individuals, and they are broken and hopeless and they start healing and working their programs and pretty soon they're getting their families back, they're making amends, they're getting married, they're going to college, they're getting careers and just being able to watch that transition. I'm able to see a glimpse of what was possible for Shannon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it takes somebody that's been through that, that type of experience to find the empathy to work with individuals. Because listen, let's be honest, when, when we're in active addiction, we're messy. It's hard. And then as hard as that is, like when, they, when we first start getting clean and we first start coming you know, into organizations like SJS or any of the fellowships out there, well, now we've taken away, you know, we've taken the pacifier out of the crying binky's mouth, mm-hmm. right? Like then the real behaviors and the symptoms start to come out. And so, yeah, just thank you for the role that you play in the community up there. It's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Joe Nestor and Kalichi. Mm-hmm. How did you get a hold of Joe Nestor and Kalichi? Cause I know both of them, both of those two individuals are East coast people, mm-hmm. right? Kalichi's from Pittsburgh. Joe Nestor now lives in Florida. I know he has some ties to kind of the Midwest area. How did that come about? Did you just Google him and number to call? or? <laughs> well, one of my board members reached out to him and uh, told him about the event. And I, once, I have to talk to people. <laughs> so I'm like, I just need to talk to him on the phone. I need to talk to him on the phone. And so I got him on the phone and I was explaining to him what we were and how we worked and... Um, he agreed to come down. We got him down here and he fell in love with it. And so of course he's coming back with his beautiful wife, Faith, and we get to play a little bit and show more of what makes Utah so incredible. And, uh, and then we've got Cleachy this year and I'm hoping that same thing, he'll come down, fall in love with it and we'll be able to continue to build that friendship. So, yeah, that's awesome. So it's good to have connections basically, mm-hmm. right? The people that are on your board that made that connection. Yeah. I can remember, um, the first time I met Joe, I, I was super nervous cause I was speaking at an event and it was actually out in, I want to say it was, it was out in Pittsburgh uh, where Kalichi's from. But, um, so I'm like super nervous and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he gets up and he's warming up, right? Like he's checking like the sound stuff and doing his things is before the event even starts. And I can remember like I'm setting up a little table there and handing out some flyers and all of a sudden I just hear him come on and start playing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, sure. There's people that perform music. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there's people that are really good at doing music. Mm -hmm. And so just the combination of the acoustic guitar and his voice and the message behind his music, I was, I was like dumbfounded, blown away. Mm -hmm. Pretty incredible stuff. So he was here last year. He was one of the headliners last year. He kind of saved the show too, though, right? Yes, he did. <laughs> right, I'll let you tell that part of the story. So we'd been trying to get a local band um, for like 10 years. And so it You're all... being so kind. It all <laughs> fell into place. And uh, about an hour before they were supposed to take the stage, um, their lead singer um, notified us that he had COVID and couldn't come. 
And, um, of course I lost my mind and, um, I went out of the dressing room and I ran into Dustin from Wayne Hoskins band and told him what was happening. And, and he said, whatever you need. And then Joe was actually on stage when all this was taking place. And I came back, he had just finished up and I told him what was happening and him, um, well, he, Joe went back on stage and performed again, right after performing a full set mm -hmm. and Dustin and, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. They definitely saved the day. <laughs> yeah. I still have a video on my phone of like Joe warming up to some of the songs that he, you know, cause he, he played his set list, the ones that he planned on singing. And then he was just reviewing the ones from some of, and I'm telling you, I love some of his older stuff. Help me. Mm -hmm. Right. Never going to take my soul. Like, man, those, those are incredible songs. And then Kalichi. Like if you know substance abuse and you know rap music, Kalichi, when he came out with Story of an Addict, or no, that's Joe's. That's when he Joe. came out with um, drug addiction, I mean that people like lost their mind. Like this guy's talking about real stuff and it's raw and it's real and it's, mm -hmm. it's yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for, Kalichi's never been out to Utah before. Right. This is his first time. So we got to come out in masses to show him what the recovery community is like here. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's I I'm excited. I can't wait. I also just want to set the scene too. last year. It was, it was crazy because you have like your headliner, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that was the band that was going to be playing before. And so it starts at 11 or noon. It starts at 11. Mm -hmm. So throughout the day, people kind of coming and going, but listen, the last show of the night, the house was packed. There was a lot of people there. There was people mm -hmm. sitting on the grass, not even in the seating stands area. He saved the day. He went out yep. and just saved the day. So I'm excited for how it's going to turn out this year. Uh, look forward to it. Chantel, thank you so much for being willing to come on here and share. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by High Desert Counseling, Rise Up Supplements, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of its sponsors. This has been a production from a podcast studio.